Well, you know what that means. Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your two favorite indie promotions of all time, that being Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, we're going to talk all about acting up. Acting up just happening over Memorial Day weekend, live on IWTV. All types of stories, news coming out of that show, and we're going to obviously look ahead uh, further, further down the road. We'll talk about the big announcement at the show. The VLC is coming back. That's right. Vacation Land Cup 2022. We have a date, and we are looking forward to that. We also have uh, the date for the next Let's uh, Let's Wrestle show, next Little Wrestling show between the VLC and everything. So we have all kinds of stuff to talk about. And joining me, as always, is the head of the table and the Obi-Wan Kenobi for both Limitless Wrestling and Let's Wrestle, Randy Carver. Randy, say hi to the people. Hello. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of heat, but I mean, I know uh, Obi-Wan, what he's from and everything, but I've never seen Star Wars like a day in my life. So uh, I'm happy to be back on the podcast. We got Let's Wrestle coming up later this month. Like you said, Limitless Wrestling on the home stretch of the Vacation Land Cup now. Uh, it's always fun to get in cup season, Josh. How are you? How was your vacation? Randy, I mean, by you you said revealing about Star Wars, I think I have to sign off. Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless. I can't believe it. No Star Wars, not even at all, huh? No, not even a little. Well, here's the thing. is like I, uh, I know enough about it because back in the day, I had Lego Star Wars for the PlayStation 2. Okay. So uh, yeah. I know the characters and everything. I kind of know the premise. Um, and I've definitely, like, seen a star wars movie in my life when i was very young but never hit with me i don't know and i never never looked to seek out anymore mm. i think you've actually said that to alba on this uh on this podcast before so that that does uh sound familiar i have not seen uh any of the new show yet because you mentioned i was just on vacation i was in hilton head south carolina i did not make the show this past week and not make my dates uh but it was a yeah fun vacation uh as i was telling you before it was a travel day from hell on monday but got back and uh, getting back to things uh watched all of the, the show and double or nothing and back-to-back days so a lot of uh a lot of wrestling <laughs> that past couple days and uh yeah no uh yeah no no not no stopping in pro wrestling these days but uh how was uh, your memorial day other than the big show it was good. It was pretty chill. Um, I got together with a few buddies to watch the pay-per-view. It was a fun time. I uh, had a little barbecue get-together on Monday and have just been kind of laying low this week, getting prepared uh, for everything Let's Wrestle coming up. So um, it was a good Memorial Day weekend. Very nice weather, too, up this way. Yeah, yeah, same in uh, in Hilton Head. What, uh, so tell me about the uh, Randy Carver barbecue. Uh, tell me about... Is it a case where people have to bring different stuff? Do you organize, bring whatever you want? What was what, foundation? What's going on? Oh, I've always got some food and drinks to be had. I mean, you have to if you're putting something on. Uh, this was actually the first time that uh, I've had a kind of an intricate uh, fire pit and oh. one that came with a lot of assembly. That was uh, that was a lot of my day early Monday I was putting together this new fire pit, but uh, what an invention it has a swinging rack for uh, or a swinging grill on it. So you can swing it in over the fire. You can swing it off to the side if you're trying to roast marshmallows or something. Have some food, have some drinks and uh, usually getting together with a lot of people that I don't see very often, too, from the local area. So that's always nice. Mm. Are there any specific things when it comes to food that you have to have at a, at a, a barbecue? I'm typically going to spring for the red hot dogs myself. Mm, um, red snappers. 
Red snappers and uh, some hamburgers typically is the easiest thing to do over a fire, I would say. And Solid. you always got to have s'more stuff. Uh, that's going to pop uh, pop the crowd who's probably not <laughs> eating, uh, you know, any uh, hot dogs or hamburgers. But pop no, I, I don't know. It's pretty much just hot dogs, hamburgers. Uh, I'll usually get some like chips and dip as well. Oh, Simple stuff. I feel like you're a French onion dip guy. Is that true? Uh, I'm I'm such a salsa guy. I'll never mm. like go for like a French onion dip over a salsa or like a queso dip. I like a queso dip too. Someone yep. brought uh randomly last year like a buffalo chicken dip that rocked my world. I I would never know how to make such a thing, but it was very good, very good. Uh, it's very, those are very easy to make, trust me. And hopefully Danger Kid was not the person that brought that given some of his uh taste proclivities. <laughs> no, I uh, I've cut him off actually from providing any food or drink to the uh, <laughs> to the get-togethers. Well, before we begin, wherever you're listening, so please subscribe, like the video if you're watching on YouTube, on Apple Pods, Spotify. Leave and rate five-star review is helpful, and yeah, helps us out quite a bit. So let's get right to acting up this past Saturday in beautiful Yarmouth, Maine. Warm day in the state. I saw very uh, very nice weekend, but a very warm day, and it can get a little. A little steamy inside the Amvets. How was it? Uh, how was it Saturday? It was a little hot in there. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was muggy out. We thought it was gonna thunderstorm, and there was. Uh, I, I think they were calling for rain actually that night, but we really never got any in Yarmouth. It, it stayed pretty nice for the most part. Uh, it was a good day. Um, pretty. I don't know if I would say easy, but it came together on show day. It wasn't super stressful. Uh, we actually had a lot of travel issues the night before for this event because uh, both Lindsay Dorado and Beef were flying in Friday evening rather than Saturday morning, both of which had flight delays. Lindsay was able to get in. Beef, however, rerouted to Charlotte, and he had to actually stay overnight in Charlotte and come in late in the afternoon on Saturday. So uh, that was a bit of stressful travel, I would say, for Beef, but um, everyone was able to make it. Um, show came together all right, and I think people had a great time once it got started. Yeah, looked to be a good crowd too. We didn't wasn't you know packed sellout uh, as, as it's uh, been for past shows, but you know, for holiday weekend, everyone all seats seemed to be filled and a uh, good crowd in there. We had uh, I and I still have to check this, but I believe this was the best walk up for a Yarmouth show since we've come back to live events. Wow! So right. um, it was very impressive to see because. Uh, it was, you know, holiday weekend is such a toss up. Like uh, I probably will not do Memorial day weekend again, <laughs> looking forward at it. If I do maybe holler at me and let me know so I can fucking wake up and remember not to, but, um, <laughs> just, you know, people got shit going on just like you, Josh. I mean, that's, yep. that's one of the weekends of the summer that people are traveling. Um, but honestly, like not a lot of shows were running Memorial Day weekend. So it does give you the opportunity to like, if you look at this card, a lot of fresh faces on this card, uh, maybe on a regular weekend when a lot of promotions are running, you don't necessarily get the opportunity to set something up with someone like that. So right. uh, I thought it gave us an opportunity to have a fresh card and maybe even bring in some new fans who are actually in the state on vacation or traveling because uh, I, I do think where it called for a cruddy night um, on the Saturday, uh, people might have changed their plans and come to the wrestling show instead. So it may have worked in our favor, the forecast. And the return, just live streaming on IWTV. I didn't, I uh, was unable to watch the show live, but how was, uh, how'd that go technology wise and, and quality wise, all that? 
a smooth operation. Um, and the only issues that I was hearing, and, and it's something that we've been working to improve, and I think we do have a solution on moving forward, was the crowd level of volume uh, on yep. the live stream. But uh, looking ahead, uh, number one, I do think we're going to do more live streams from Yarmouth on IWTV. And two, I think that audio issue will be resolved for the future. But everything I was following, we actually had uh, not only a monitor upstairs, actually two monitors upstairs, thanks to John Roy, but we had one going downstairs as well. So pretty much from anywhere you were, we were able to track the stream, um, what the quality was, if there were any hiccups on the broadcast, and it was smooth sailing. So that's a shout out to Harry Aaron from Studio Anywhere, who uh, has really made it a goal of his to get us to this point so quickly from uh, turning the shows around within 24 hours to now being able to have the capacity to live stream from Yarmouth. Uh, kudos to him and the entire team, John, Paul, Tony D, Sam, Troy, Johnny, you know what I mean? They bust their ass to uh, make this a really fun product for people to watch now all over the world streaming live. So um, very encouraging to have everything go successful on that front. Yeah, the only thing I missed was, uh, and, and I, I would agree about the, the crowd level noise, uh, the crowd noise level, uh, with some of the backstage interviews you've been able to do before and some of the, you know, in post and things like that. Uh, so maybe someday, you know, those can return. I know it's a extra level of difficulty when you're running live, but uh, that'd be something that'd be awesome to have come back at some point. So I think, um, and it'll probably be, I would say by the next time we talk, but uh, I'm going to actually take a uh, copy of the show that's on IWTV right now and plug in uh, the backstages that we did with Sam Laterna downstairs because oh. uh, she was still doing her normal thing downstairs as she does. However, this time, everything, because of the live stream, we're putting that right on the IWTV socials. So those were going right up on their Twitter account. And uh, I think I'd like to put in a revised copy with those actually added into the broadcast. But um, we'll see if we can get that up maybe within the next week or so. Let's get right to it. Show open with Beef taking on Jake something. Again, this is a the Hospite three-pack uh, we talked about last week going into the show. And this was one of them, two big guys. And this obviously this is Beef's uh, first match back since the Hammerstone match last month, where he got an injury, and uh, in, or in April rather. And coming back, and there was some question about whether he came back too early or not. But at the end of the night, he that that question was answered. You know, he was fired up and took everything that Jake something had to offer. You know, something was laying in these really hard forearms, and uh, there was one that just you know nailed Beef, laid him out, and Beef kicked out at one. He was fired up. Uh, it finished went to something hit another one of them. Beef was in the corner. Something ran in and Beef jumped up on the top rope. He grabbed something, hit a twisting pile driver for the pin and win. And afterward, he did a promo. He put over Limitless Wrestling saying during the pandemic that he was thinking about retiring and this crowd, this, this promotion helped keep him going. And he was fired up and fired up as much to call out the winner of the world title match at the end of the night, Lindsay Dorado versus Alec Price. He wants to wear that. He's calling a shot, and and uh, I guess we'll see Booker Man if he's going to get it. Yeah, what a return for Beef, man. He was fired up from the moment he came through the curtain, and like you said, Jake something was bringing it to him. This was absolutely brutal. Like These two are beating the hell out of each other. Uh, a very old-school feel to this contest. Beef winning with a twisting pile driver, like you said. Uh, catching that kind of out of nowhere. Catching something off guard, and uh, big proclamation after the match, you know, after a, a very frustrating loss to Hammerstone in April that 
um, you know, was was going either way and looked like it was actually going Beef's way before the injury. Um, he was able to bounce back, defeating one of the hottest free agents on the scene right now and Jake something. And like you said, calling out the winner of the main event, which we'll talk about in a little bit between Alec Price and Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, I have my notes. This is a night of pile drivers, chest tattoos, and um, uh, what was the other thing? Where is my other note? Those are two other things. Ch- pile drivers and chest tattoos. There was a lot of both on the show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um so we go into it's okay now we go into a match that had neither of those that would be the shook crew taking on prestigious mac daniels and the notorious brg the one and only of course this is the first match since the shocking events of april when uh, they turned on channing thomas after the match with um anthony green we've talked about that before no john alba with prestigious where where's old johnny so john alba um Peeling back the curtain a little bit, he actually had some mental health problems going into this one. So John got in touch with me that morning and kind of let me know what was let me know what was going on with him. And uh, obviously, we had no problem giving John some time to uh, get right and figure it all out. And I'm happy to say that he's doing better. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing him very soon in limitless wrestling but uh yeah john was unable to make it Uh, i feel like in these times of strife and especially in these times of change john has kind of been the glue keeping everything together from the start really with mac daniels who was a bit of a hothead when we first met him but uh he's really kind of been like a glue for these guys to keep everything moving forward and not having him there uh i feel like with mac being somewhat inexperienced and brett uh, really not knowing what's going on right now in the world of prestigious. Um, it put them in a weird spot, I would have to say, for this matchup that they had to win, and they did not against the Shook crew. Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan coming off a loss to MSP were not looking to make it two in a row, and uh, I think it really benefited them that there was no John Alba in the house with his recent antics. Yeah, it's a competitive match. Uh, both teams bringing it. BRG, the end came. Grab the Let's Wrestle title, uh, Mac Daniels' Let's Wrestle title, and accidentally super kicked um, Mac Daniels when the ref took the belt away. Bobby Orlando used the roll-up to get the victory. I mean, before this, these guys are pulling out all the stops, trying to get the win. And after the match, Mac Daniels and BRG having some words, and BRG decided just to walk away. Mac Daniels just, you know, gobsmacked in the ring alone. And all of a sudden, you hear the crowd buzz, and Channing Thomas, that's right, Channing Thomas, full suit, Wearing some, uh, wearing a necklace, some loafers, looking good. Uh, laid out, Mac Daniels laying him out with a pile driver. I just mentioned that a minute ago, and then grabbing the Let's Wrestle title and hoisting it up over his head before leaving. Mac Daniels stunned, and this was a this was quite an end to this match. And looks at like these two may have a clash down the road. And and uh, Cheney Thomas looks like he wants a shot at the Let's Wrestle gold. Yeah, you talk about an exclamation point. I mean, Channing Thomas has been close before on a couple different occasions to getting some Let's Wrestle Gold. Uh, had some awesome showings in a couple different Let's Rumble matches. He went one-on-one with Alec Price back in February for the Limitless Championship, actually, on a Let's Wrestle show. But Channing has never had a one-on-one shot at the Let's Wrestle Championship. And uh, I got a feeling that we're going to see something between Mac Daniels and Channing Thomas very soon. And I think Sam Laterna actually had a scoop for that for us. And you can check that out on the IWTV Twitter. But... Uh, like you said, competitive match here in Channing Thomas making his presence known. And BRG, no no BRG there for Mac Daniels, no John Alva there for him. He was all on his own. And uh, that's kind of fun to see. Mac Daniels having to fend for himself in a moment. You know, uh, I kind of like that. And uh, 
maybe that's the future of prestigious because BRG didn't want to hear anything Matt Daniels had to say at the end of that matchup. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with with that. We got the announcement of the. Well, it's actually one of my favorite parts of the show. Randy it was a good show overall, but this is one of my favorite parts. You know, we have uh, Rich Paladino doing the announcement, saying that Let's Re- our Limitless Wrestling was returning on Saturday, June twenty fifth, and then you had to jump on the mic and and correct him, and that was a good back and forth uh, between you two. And yeah, it was one of it was one of my favorite parts of the show. It's always good when to hear the boss man on the show. I did. I well, I didn't want people to think that we were. Uh... We are taking the show to Herman for a month and just skipping out on Yarmouth. We weren't doing a show at all. Um, but, yeah, I just, just had to let Rich know, you know, Let's Wrestle's back in June and Limitless doesn't return until July in Yarmouth. That's right. That's right. It's pretty good. Saturday, June 25th, Let's Wrestle. We'll talk about that in a minute. And, obviously, Saturday, July 23rd for Limitless Wrestling. So, yeah, no, uh, no Limitless Wrestling coming up the rest of the month. Next up, Rick Bison versus Ricky Shane Page, RSP, the debuting RSP. We talked about him last week, former GCW champion, and has been all over the place, done an AEW Dark show before, and somebody you've wanted to get for a while. And uh, they, yeah, this is another Haas fight, but no doubt about it. But RSP, you know, he didn't want to get into this early on. He didn't want to exchange. He kept, you know, taking a powder to the outside and trying to play mind games with Rip. Of course, Rip. This is coming off his title loss uh, to or his uh, unsuccessful challenge of uh, of Alec Price at the uh, at the April show, and you know he was uh, he was fired up, ready to go. RSP's a a it mentions on the broadcast. He's a a sneaky big guy. Like I think sometimes you see pictures of him, you don't really know or think how big he is, but you see him in the ring. And and um, Top Shelf brought this up that you know Rip's not a small guy. And RSP made him look a little smaller than he actually is. But this was hard hitting. Uh, Ripper missing a love gun Larry early. And then uh, RSP hitting a, a Death Valley driver. Hit this uh, signature frog splash, which is super impressive considering his size. Uh, that only got a two count. These guys had a battle on top rope. RSP hitting this nasty looking top rope superplex on the Ripper. Again for a near fall. Ripper wasn't giving up again. And then uh, Bison able to reverse an Irish whip attempt into the love gun Larry to pick up a win. Hard-fought win and Rip Bison back on the winning side of the ledger. Yeah, Rip Bison getting back on track with this one and uh, a big way to do it, like you said, against former GCW champion RSP, who's been on a tear right now and uh, I think really posed a different challenge for Ripper than he's had lately because, like you said, RSP kind of deceptively a big man, but he, he also wrestles like someone maybe half his size. He's so athletic in the ring that it's really surprising sometimes and an athletic big man, I think, is one of the toughest opponents to prepare for. And Rip Bison, you know, being fed all these kind of different challenges lately. Uh, Alec Price slayed a few months ago. Uh, everybody has come at Rip, and, and really, he's been able to knock almost everybody down except for when he was at the top challenging for the championship. So the climb begins once again for Rip Bison to get back where he wants to be. And especially going into cup season, that's a big victory to have under your belt. Certainly is. Uh, next up, another debut, Lou Fisto, the Indie Wrestling Hall of Famer, making a return to Maine for, I believe, uh, they send the broadcast first time in like 15 years, something like that, but making her Limitless Wrestling debut. We talked about that last week and taking on Jody Threat. This is a battle of Canadians. Sam Laterna was on commentary and the Indie Hall of Famer, she was in control of most of the match. And you know, I noted that she did not care one bit about kissing up to the Limitless Wrestling fans. She was in this to win, and uh, you know that was. It's, it's always good to see when you have uh, new newcomers come in and and want to make a, a a solid impression, and not kowtow to the fans. She wanted to win, and she almost did. Uh, Jody Threat, though, 
know, she made a nice rally late. This thing really picked up in the, in the second half of the match. Uh, threat surviving a running knee strike cradle brain buster combo. She hit her own, uh, hit a Michinoku driver counter and then an F5 for a pair of near falls. That was pretty good. And then she missed after charging the ropes, ate a running boot from Lufisto and a butterfly driver that I thought that was going to be it. It was not uh, Jody Threat kicking out. And then Jody Threat in the end evaded the burning hammer attempt by Lufisto, her finisher, and got the win of a really cool looking spinning torture rack powerbomb. And Jody Threat back on the winning side of things in Limitless Wrestling in a very hard fought match against the Hall of Famer. She must feel good after this one. Yeah, this was sick. I mean, <laughs> Lufisto was beating the hell out of Jody Threat. It was kind of crazy for the. Uh... The opening portion of that match, and like you said, Jody Threat able to rally, able to put it together, and uh, felt very reminiscent of the mortar match in January, where she's able to kick it in the second gear and kind of get that burst of energy at the very end, and uh, maybe the extra motivation from the crowd helping as well, because the people love Jody Threat up here, and uh, she was able to lock it down, defeating an indie wrestling Hall of Famer, Lufisto, in her debut, and a uh, really fun contest. I would definitely uh, go out of your way to check this one out on IWTV. So the two debuts we had RSP and Lufisto uh, takes behind the scenes. How how was their uh, their time in in our great state and and uh, their impressions of Limitless? I mean, from everything uh, everything I heard, I think they had a good time. It was Lufisto's first time up here in a number of years, and I actually heard her talking with old cousin Larry Larry Huntley earlier in the day. <laughs> yes, uh, about some old EWA memories because he was uh, he was like forecasting that he worked on shows with her like ninety nine two thousand. She was up here as early as that. So, um, and, and she was uh, she was saying the same thing. So, um, yeah, she, first time she had been up here in a long time and uh, said she loved the drive. It was very nice from uh, from her neck of the woods to get down here. About a six hour trip, she said uh rsp uh this was his first time ever wrestling in maine and uh got himself some free moxie that night i saw i saw a couple bottles actually going down to the locker room so i wonder if both were for him but no i think they had a good time all around from everything that i heard very easy to deal with and i i think people that you'll be seeing back in a limitless ring very soon Mm. i'd be down for a lufisto larry reality show of some sort Oh, well, a reality. I thought you were looking for a match, but a reality oh, I mean, <laughs> show. What do you just do, stick them in a car for six hours and see what happens? Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be, think it'd be great. I'd watch. Yeah, I would too. IWTV. Go ahead and pick that up. Uh, next match. <laughs> this uh, this was effing insane. This was unbelievable, and we knew it was going to be the the trifecta of the Haas Fighting Championship uh, three pack going this night. Slade versus the returning one called Manders. Anything goes, and we talked about this last week, how crazy this is going to be. This was that, and and then some. Uh, this started out on the ramp. Uh, Manders coming out last, and Slade saying, screw it, I'm just going to go start fighting this guy right now. A, immediately, probably within the first few minutes, a crutch and a door ended up in the ring. And first big uh, spot of the match, uh, or notable rather, you know, man, this is so funny in the broadcast too. So Manders sets up a chair by the bathroom, the men's bathroom. And the camera caught it perfectly because Manders is uh his slate is laid out in the chair and this guy was coming out of the bathroom and he the look on his face is all of a sudden he sees this action like literally like two feet in front of him was was awesome. Uh, it was just this really cool visual of uh, of this and then Manders doing a sprint into the seated chair from the very front of the, the venue all the way back but then met a toss chair in his head instead. Uh, later on, Manders getting busted open. He, he bled like... Um, I, on the flare level, I'd say probably a good seven, maybe a six, six or seven when it comes to the juice that was coming out of his head after a, a chair shot to the head. 
direct chair shot busted him open slate brought in a ball pin hammer which i have not seen in a match i think ever and used it to whack mander's head through the seat of the chair first time i've ever seen that in in wrestling and then slade another thing you know slade goes out to uh find more weapons in the crowd found a trash can and then uh, decide to lay out uh, for a fellow wrestler, Dante Draco, with the chair while searching for it. That was unbelievable. Uh, in back in the ring, things spilled in, things spilled back into the ring. Uh, running power slammed into a table or the uh, the door from Manders. And Slade later just beat him up with the broken door pieces. This was crazy. You have to see this if you haven't seen this yet. Uh, choke slam for Slade got a two. Manders took off his boot and hit him with it. Hit a chair assisted clothesline for two. And then this this you knew was going to be painful when this started getting setting up uh, set up. Manders set up two chairs and then rotated them around so they were they're back to back. And then he ended up getting choke slammed on the chairs not once, Randy, but twice. The second time, bending one of the chairs in a way I've never seen before. The end came when Slade got handcuffs, and instead of handcuffing Manders, he handcuffs himself, and so we give him more leverage for a choke. Choked out Manders. Manders fought back, flipped him off, but eventually passed out. Slade wins this anything goes match. This was absolutely insane. It was absurd. It was an absurd amount of punishment between these two guys throughout the match. Um, I don't know if you saw because because Manders did get busted from that chair shot the first time, but he got opened up again when Slade started swinging the pieces of that door, and it was just like he was bleeding from the start all over again. It was just <laughs> insane. Uh, Manders is such a tough dude. He's riding the roads hard right now. Just moved back to New Jersey, so he's northeast. Uh, not back to New Jersey, but just moved to New Jersey and uh, is northeast bound all the time now. So uh, I think we'll be seeing more Manders in Limitless Wrestling moving forward, but unfortunately couldn't get the win here because Slade is a psychopath. And I don't know how you combat what this dude brings to the table. Like you said, swinging at whatever moves and whatever's near him, taking out Dante Drago on the outside, for Christ's sake. Um, Slade's an animal, man. And uh, this was him unleashed for the very first time in a long time. I think the first time in Yarmouth, period, that uh, he's been unleashed with a matchup with no rules, no restrictions, and we see what the end result was now. So, Crazy uh, stuff. Like, like you said, Josh, definitely go out of your way to check this madness out if you haven't seen it yet. Man. And so we go from a match with no rules to a match with university rules. Brad Cashew taking on the returning Desmond Cole. Desmond Cole's first, uh, the big booth, his first singles match in Limitless Wrestling after his impressive showing that four-way in April. Of course, Brad Cashew accompanied by Dean Fernicola. And Bufa, big Bufa, actually grabbed the rules book. This is something everyone wanted to see. And uh, Sam and uh, Top Shelf were calling for him to bring the rules book to them so they could read it because no one's been able to see it. He was actually flipping through it and got some good information out of there. And later, though, however, we didn't get to the page where the dean reminded everyone that if if anyone basically that going to the top rope wasn't allowed in the first five minutes of a match, as Boof was going to the top rope. Of course, university rules these mysterious rules. Uh, Boofa hurt his knee in a stretch muffler that affected him throughout the match, but he had a nice comeback. However, Dean Fernicola getting involved again, grabbing Brad Cashew, who was going into. Basically, grabbed Brad Cash, who's he's going in the ropes and pulled him out to avoid any type of further injury. However, Dean referring to the book and Grandy ended up screwing himself and Brad Cash. We said that page 30, if anyone interferes in a match, he is to be ejected immediately. And then he realized the error of his ways. He said that didn't include himself. And referee Eric Greenlee finally had enough and ended up tossing the Dean 
Cashew is all, uh, all, uh, all, all askew. He was just all upset. And then Bufa hitting a Capoeira kick. And then the final destination, which is a deadlift powerbomb on Cashew, picking up the victory and snapping a small uh, winning streak that uh, Brad Cashew had going. University rules just out the window. The Dean was kicked out. I mean, this was, this was a wild scene. This was a wild scene. I mean, definitely uh, the university rules finally coming back to bite Brad Cashew and uh, you know, Dean Fernicola not being there to administer uh, at the end. Uh, it really cost him here. The distraction was enough. And uh, Eric Greenleaf, uh, Eric Greenleaf, I think, took a lot of pride in throwing out Dean Fernicola. I think he's had a lot on his plate the past few months, and that had to feel good for old Eric Greenleaf. But um, another impressive performance from Desmond Cole, man. That dude moves uh, in an insane way. I just, I don't know. He's, he's so unique. I haven't seen much like Desmond Cole. And, what he brings to the table and finally was the one to uh, outsmart or maybe it's right place, right time. Or uh, like you said, maybe it's the Dean screwing the Dean here on the university rules, uh, not understanding the full extent of the rules and interjecting himself at a time frame in which he got caught, he got tossed and cost his boy the win. Mm. We'll have to see what's next for both men. But yeah. Uh, things looking up for Des Cole and things looking down for Brad Cashew, which nobody feels bad for him one bit other than the dean of course and then that leads into the uh much anticipated trios match where it was art ava everett um ricky smokes and, and aaron rourke taking on msp who issued the challenge in april and they said they were going to bring back somebody that disliked art just as much as they did and they certainly did bring someone back the returning becca first time we've seen her since uh she injured her, her shoulder or arm in uh overseas uh during the, the recent tour over there, we talked about that on the podcast before. So returning Becca back in action, looked in great shape, new gear. Uh, Art had some matching gear as well. That was very impressive. I love when teams do the uh, the matching gear, and uh, and Art was looking good. But Becca looking great as well. Uh, this, this is another wild one. Lipstick ended up in the ring at one point, just a whole, like, I think it was probably like 12 or 13 um, lipsticks in, in the ring, and someone's going to try to get backdropped on them. That was something. There's a big double electric chair spot that saw Ava Everett's feet basically touch the ceiling of the venue. That was pretty crazy. Uh, the end came, and finally, Art got there just as Earth. Jason, or Jason Rourke, Aaron Rourke went for the glitter bomb as Smokes was holding Aiden Agro. But Agro smartly blew it right back in his face, hit the vibe changer, Ricky Smokes. And uh, I believe they called it the Yoshi Tonic by Becca to get the, uh, the victory for MSP and Becca. And this was, yeah, this was a. Uh, Finally, getting a little bit of revenge on Art, the glitter bomb working against Rourke for once in Art. And yeah, back to the drawing board for Art and MSP and Becca pick up a nice trios win. Yeah, this was a lot of fun and good to see Becca back and really looking like she hasn't lost a step. Bummer time frame of when the injury happened, but what a return. And um, always so cool to be able to host returns like this. Like that's a cool moment uh, in the chapter of someone's career. You know what I mean? And that's. That's a cool moment for our fans to be able to witness. Fit in well with MSP. Fit the vibe very well. They were a cool team together for one night. And uh, Art, unfortunately, like you said, back to the drawing board. Ricky Smokes taking the fall here. And uh, they got to figure something out, man. It's, it seems like one step forward, two steps back every time with Art. And uh, they got to figure out something to bring this together, especially heading into Vacation Land Cup season. And that that, that electric, double electric chair spot was insane huh Ava yes was up it there. was Ava was uh it felt like she was airborne for like 10 seconds mm. I know it wasn't I mean, but uh 
the oh, so the other thing. So earlier I was saying this was a night of um of pile drivers, chest tattoos, and people not knowing how to throw streamers. <laughs> this I, I don't know. I, I love I love the Limitless Wrestling fans. I consider myself one of them and have been for several years. Uh, fans have zero idea how to throw streamers like they did uh, for Japanese shows uh, for um, back the ECW arena back anything like that. Like when you see the classic like people throwing streamers in the ring. I don't know if there needs to be a class taught or something, but people really struggle with how to throw streamers. And it's not just this show. Other limitless shows, people just don't know how to throw them. I uh, I witnessed a very funny moment. I believe it was during this trios match, actually, where um, this young lady was trying to throw a streamer for Becca, I believe. And uh, she was on, like, the back side, probably in the very last row, so maybe eight rows back. And she wound up for the big pitch, hucked that thing, and it probably went uh, about five rows forward and drilled an older woman right in the back of the head. (laughs) (laughs) It it absolutely annihilated all the rows in front. Like, everyone was dying, and that woman, you know, turned around and wondered what the hell happened. And then as soon as she did that, the girl next to her was throwing another one, and that one only made it like three rows. So, yeah, um, we gotta we gotta figure something out here. Yeah, I think if if people are gonna want to do the streamers thing, there must be YouTube videos or something, <laughs> or ask find some old school wrestling fans and ask them, or I don't know what. But the uh, Limitless fans are great. This is one area they are not great in, and maybe they can figure it out by VLC season. We'll uh, we'll see. Uh, Becca did a promo afterwards. Loves the fans. MSP loves the fans. They're happy, so everyone was happy. And then uh, we got the big announcement uh, on TV. Randy, uh, not only well, we obviously got the early announcement about Lex Limitless show Saturday, July twenty third, called Crunch Time, but the big one, Randy, Saturday, August twenty seventh, VLC twenty two, the Vacation Land Cup returns. In Yarmouth, Maine, we're all excited. Yeah, it's a awesome time of year. Some of my favorite events of the year come in Vacation Land Cup season. So uh, we got crunch time on the 23rd of July. That's the last chance for some folks to uh, make an impact or maybe even qualify for the Vacation Land Cup, which goes down Saturday, August 27th, Yarmouth, Maine. And we're going to have ticket info for both events coming up very soon. Mm. So main event of the night, the Limitless Wrestling World title on the line. Alec Price taking on the def, uh, defending the title against returning Lindsay Dorado. And this was, uh, it took a little while to get going because both guys were jawjacking at each other quite a bit. Dorado wasn't backing down. He was giving some uh, some shit to uh, Price pre-match. And I think it kind of got Price into it. You know, he was playing with some stream, mentioned streamers. He was playing with some before the match and it seemed to be kind of just, you know, screwing around, whatever. But I think Dorado kind of just basically, you know, getting in his face definitely uh woke him up a little bit i'm glad it did because this was this was really great uh last half of this match was was awesome really turned it into a good match into a great match uh dorado hitting a spider suplex two moonsaults and price went to the outside to avoid a third one dorado said screw it hit a big splash to the outside then went back threw him back in hit a third moonsault on the inside uh dorado was on the top going for you guessed it a possible top row pile driver but Price kicked him off, hit the Hoodstar stomp, and then the grand prize got a near fall. Everyone thought that was going to be it. Dorado getting the kick out, and we kept going. Uh, Dorado hitting this insane standing hurricanes. Both men were standing on the top rope. Dorado landed on his feet, but then his, he just, his body just gave out. He was too exhausted to make the cover. 
later on missing. This was an interesting sequence to end the, the match. Uh, misses a shooting star press, and I, I think he just undid the bottom of his mask, I think, to get some extra breath or whatever. This was, I mean, these guys were going, like, hard for minutes and minutes and minutes. And then Price, he... Uh, he prices over over the fans and is turning a real fan favorite, but he is not afraid to go to his pass and doing whatever it takes to win. Ripping off the mask, Randy, and then Dorado, of course, covered up as most uh, you know luchadors do uh, when their masks are ripped off. Covers up, and then of course Price taking advantage of the surprise kick to pick up the victory. A security guard had ran into the ring to uh, to put a towel on uh, Dorado's head to to make sure he's covered up, and Price said, "Screw it," threw a super kick to him as well. Uh, this is kind of a wild end of this and that was it. And, uh, Al price still over 200 days as limitless wrestling world champion, second longest reign of all time. And then hurtling towards Anthony green's 397 day reign and, uh, looking to still keep going to this. This was a, this was a wild match. The end was crazy. And this was, this was really good. I like this a lot. Yeah, this was a wild match. Um, Alec price really doing everything that he has to do to maintain this championship run and to keep himself on top of limitless wrestling. And when it, you know, when the competition takes a step up, Alec price still able to answer the call, able to answer the challenge and uh, able to put down a world-class competitor like Lindsay Dorado uh, by any means necessary. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, it was a chaotic scene to the end of this one. A security guard tried to run in and cover up Lindsay and ate a boot for his troubles. And Alec price just, uh, you know, Head on a swivel at any time, uh, ready to go. And uh, this was fun, man. Like you said, absolutely turned up in the second half of this match. And Lindsay really uh, put him through it there. And uh, I think there was a point in time where it almost felt like Alec Price, for the first time in a long time, was getting worn down, was getting to a point where maybe he couldn't keep answering the call, couldn't keep kicking out of these covers. Uh, Lindsay really took him to the limit at a fast pace that – I don't know if Alec has been tested at since uh, maybe the match with Speedball at Blitzkrieg. You know what I mean? Um, it's just just a different kind of endurance that I think you have to bring in a matchup like this with a Lindsay Dorado across the ring from you. And for Alec to rise to the occasion once again and walk out with the championship, I think that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if you want to get to the top level of the game, these are the guys you have to to face along the way. And he called for it. He won international stars and he he got one. And like I said, this you know the first part of the match, you you can tell both guys are kind of feeling their way out and 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 more trying to one up the other when it come, came to the mental game. But when it came to them just going at it, I mean, yeah, the, this the second half of this match, and especially like the last like five to six minutes or so, whatever it was, was uh was awesome. Uh, very athletic, both guys showing up, showing out, and yeah, Lindsay Lindsay brought it, man. I mean, you have guys that come in here that try to take the limitless wrestling title away, and you know they're they're newcomers first timers whatever you want to say and they maybe don't they don't try to get in in alex head or they don't don't try to get in the champion's head but he was going after it he did his scouting and he was uh he was coming here to win this title and he came really really close and but in the end of the day alex price still the long second longest reign limitless champion of all time and hoping to get the longest title reign we'll see what's next for him obviously beef calling him out and there's a locker room for old people that want a shot but yeah, Alec Price still the limitless wrestling champion. Any final words as uh, as we say, say goodbye to acting up? Uh, I mean, for the most part, this was this was this was a stressful show to put together, but I really uh, really enjoyed the end result. I think we had some really fun moments, uh, such as Becca's return, uh, Channing Thomas's surprise appearance, laying out Mac Daniels, Beef 
uh, an emotional win and uh, a challenge for later on. And it looks like we're going to get beef and Alec Price moving forward at some point for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship uh, if Alec can continue to maintain this run that could get historic here, Josh. I mean, it's not not out of the realm of possibilities that he can get to that 397 days of Anthony Green's reign. Right. Yeah, looking forward to see how that plays out throughout the second half of the year. And again, Limitless is uh, is off, uh, off for summer vacation, or partly summer vacation. He's coming back in July, but we'll talk a lot more about that coming up in the next few weeks. And we look ahead, however, to Let's Wrestle. Let's Wrestle returning to Herm, Maine on Saturday, June 25th for Volume My Team. Hit him where it hurts, Randy. That's the name of this one. Tickets on sale now. Only 13 front row seats remain as the time we talk on Thursday. That could be less by the time uh, you're listening to this podcast. And some interesting names announced for this one, Randy. You're pulling out the stops here. Ashley Vox makes her return to the ring and also her Let's Wrestle debut. We haven't seen her in a while. Kaizen Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion and Let's Wrestle original Kobe Christ returns. We've seen him in, Let- in uh, Limitless before. Owen Brody, the Obro, we talked about him last week of the Syndicate, returning to take on Big Country Jason Maverick. This is a grudge match between these two guys. And the former two-time, two-time, two-time Limitless Wrestling World Champion Anthony Green returning to the ring. So, yeah, you got some good names for this already. Yes, yeah, quite a lineup. Um, and we still have a lot of debuts to announce for this Let's Wrestle event as well. Um, a wrestler who's been handpicked actually by the alternative Anthony Green, who said he'd be a good fit for Let's Wrestle and Limitless. So um, a lot of fun coming on this card. I can't wait to start announcing the matches. I think by the next time that we talk, we'll probably have two or three out there already. So uh, it's going to be one, especially with the off month of Limitless. I think a lot of people are going to want to travel in for and see this one because uh, it's going to be a fun night at the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman. What's uh, Ashley Vox been up to? Uh, she's actually been doing uh, a lot with her beer and brewing career. Um, mm. she works for Trillium in the Massachusetts area and, uh, has been doing a lot of work for them and just kind of took a step back from wrestling for a little while. I don't think she's actually had a match on a show in close to six or seven months. So, um, it's been one of the longer hiatuses I think that she's taken in her career thus far. So uh, now jumping back into the deep end, and we're actually putting the power in her hands, Josh. We're going to let her choose her opponent for this show, for her Let's Wrestle debut. So um, confirm that with Johnny Torres, and uh, it's going to be cool, man. Uh, It's going to be a fun night to have Ashley back and uh, to have a lot of people back. Kobe as well, bringing up a new crop of of some Canadian students with the Kaizen Wrestling Academy as well. And Kobe has kind of been are plugged to the maritime area for quite some time. I mean, introduce us to a lot of wrestlers who we probably saw throughout early years of let's wrestle in some of the studio tapings in the dojo. So uh, I'm excited to meet some of his students and have them on a show for the first time. Yeah. Trillium's a great brewery, by the way, for those people who haven't been, they have a couple locations in mass. It is uh you can't, you, they don't distribute in terms of like stores and stuff, but it's, it's really good stuff. So yeah, I, I, into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very into it. Very yeah. They make good stuff, good uh, IPAs, good dark beers. Um, yeah, I've been to one location. It might be in Canton, I think. It's kind of in this like industrial park, which a lot of breweries are. It's really kind of cool vibe in there. But they uh, they make really good stuff. So you have a chance in Massachusetts, go there. And who knows? You may see pro wrestling star Ashley Vox serving you a beer. Who knows? <laughs> it's very possible. Be awesome. Also, I I know um, I have a source. I know who uh, Andy Green's opponent's going to be. It's going to be the Boogeyman, isn't it? Is that who it's going to be? AG and the Boogeyman? Yeah. Isn't that someone he's always wanted to face? I mean, the worms and the clock and all that stuff? No? 
I have no idea. He's never said anything to me about wrestling the boogeyman. Okay. Well, maybe I can do Maybe for the BLC. How about that? Yeah, we could consider bringing the boogeyman <laughs> for a first round match. Just do for the BLC, just do all 90s, uh, 2000s WWE pro wrestlers. Just do that. Trevor Murdoch versus Charlie Haas in the opening round. Yeah, uh, Gangrel against Boogeyman. That's a good one right there. <laughs> um, yeah, some, I think that worked. You do, um, oh, who is that? Steve Austin. You could bring him in. That'd be, that'd be pretty good. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Easily, oh. easily book that. Easily yeah, book that. 100%. Steve is, uh, you know, he's right in my contact list. So, yeah. One of these, maybe, actually, for, for, actually, I prefer him for WrestleProm if you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was the last minute plug this week. Yeah, I always get Hail Mary, Randy. Hail Mary. I'm going to get that in there. Um, let's see. All right. So we'll go to social media play. Any, anything else on your mind when it comes to wrestling or let's wrestle limitless? Anything that, that you want to get off your chest, your mind, anything like that? I don't think I have anything this week, honestly. Um, nice break I coming have, up. Huh? You have a nice break coming up. I or know, at least from limitless. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, uh, I think we got a couple cool announcements in terms of some merch releases that we'll probably have for the podcast next week. Um, stay tuned on that, but no, I've got nothing specific. Mm. So if you want to catch up on uh limitless and, and, you know, if you find yourself in, in late June standing outside the arm and vets, just feeling like you just, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I get drawn there. Like you, there's something should be happening inside. Pull up your phone, pull up IWTV. You can watch all kinds of old uh, limitless wrestling shows hours and hours and hours up there including the show that just happened this past weekend you can also pull up pluto tv on your phone and watch uh, the road first two seasons of that show and on social media lw main on twitter limitless wrestling on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube and also let's wrestle 207 on twitter facebook and instagram you can follow randy carver randy underscore carver lw on twitter let me know if you want in the 90s wwe tournament uh josh nason on twitter you can let me know as well Obviously, limitlesswrestling.com for all your all your ticket and merchandise needs. So uh we will talk to you soon. We are not going to take a, a long break, I would assume. So we'll be back with some uh, some interesting stuff between now and then. But we're a wrap. So for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.